In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. To you I lift up my soul, O my God, and you I have trusted. Let me not be put to shame, nor let my enemies exalt over me, and let none who hope in you be put to shame. When our Lord describes signs in the sun, the moon, the stars, and the seas, we know he is talking about the end of the world, among other things. But he is talking about the end of the world. When he talks about the sun coming in glory, the son of man coming in glory, talking about himself, we hear this as well in Matthew 25. And we know that that will be accompanied by a judgment, judgment of what we did, what are the consequences of our lives. We relate to that the parables of the talents, right? What did you do with the talents, the blessings, the gifts you were given? Did you invest in them? Were they fruitful or did you bury them? So in that context, um, not in the bulletin, but in the bulletin racks on your way out or on the, sh- on the table on your way out is the annual financial report for FY 2018. So that's from July 1, 2017 until the end of June 2018. That's the year we're talking about. So this is the time of year that you get your annual report. All the numbers are there, more numbers than usual, actually. It doesn't compare them to the year previous, but if we did compare them to FY 2017, the numbers would all be uh, reporting very good news. Uh, income is up 6 to 7%. Um, operating expenses are up, but only 2%. Um, assets uh, up 11% over the previous year. All that's good. So, But what the Lord also said, do you beware that your hearts do not become drowsy, from carousing and drunkenness and the anxieties of daily life, and that day catch you by surprise like a trap. Be vigilant at all times. So, knowing exactly what you see, and I notice, if we compare these weeks to a year ago, so if we compare FY 2018 to the current year, which is FY 2019, We know that something's happened, right? There are not as many people who are here. If you look at the numbers, uh, our numbers of parishioners have dropped 10% last year to this year. Uh, Compare October attendance last year to this year. We're down 10%. Uh, If you look at the number of households registered, it's only down 1% from last year to this year. Uh, If you look at collections October and September, last year to this year, we're down 5%. So in, we can turn that from good news to bad news and good news to bad news. So let's think of it in a variety of different ways. A, it's discouraging, um, especially because it's not the case that everyone's gone to St. Agnes and St. James. Um, the pastor of St. Agnes was over for dinner last night. Their numbers are down as well. Um, Our Lady of Good Counsel is reporting significant uh, drop in numbers. So what, let's turn that into a good thing, though. What we can say is that everyone who is still going to church, everyone that's still practicing their faith, everyone that's still worshiping God is making an effort to do so. It's not easy. The devil has thrown all sorts of obstacles in your way, whether it be personal harm, family hurt, what's in the news, what you know, what you suspect, your thoughts, your, your doubts, Everyone has been assaulted. If, if you're here, you're in good company. 
right? And we pray that as people move away, which happens, they're still going to church. Or as people retire and downsize and don't live here anymore, that they're still receiving the sacraments. And that is, um, as far as I know, the case of the, the parishioners I, that I know personally who aren't here anymore. They're still practicing. They're still receiving the sacraments. But it does mean that there are people who are still, uh, they're still around, but they don't come to church much anymore. Or there are people who have decided they're, um, they're not even with us at all. But those who are here are making a great effort. And that's a beautiful thing. It bears fruit. Now, when Christ talks about signs in the sun, the moon, the stars, and the sky, and the seas, he's also talking about the end of evil kingdoms. In the Old Testament, especially Jeremiah 13, Jeremiah 14, these signs aren't descriptions of the end of the world, but the end of an evil kingdom, the end of a regime, whether it be an oppressing, occupying force, or, as we know, ultimately, um, the kingdom of evil that is trying to separate us from God, trying to separate us from each other. Either to discourage those who still believe or, uh, or to throw doubts in the thoughts of those who aren't sure whether or not they believe anymore. We know that these kingdoms will all be overcome. Not just in the end, but also as you win, as your family wins, as each parish wins particular battles. Particular battles against particular evils that, that, that threaten our faith, that threaten us uh, in, our, in our mission of continuing what Christ has commissioned the apostles to do with the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so we just looked back at a few days ago with confirmation and how beautiful it was to have so many young people confirmed. So many young people who are struggling through the questions and the doubts, who are, who are reminding themselves of why they believe, who are to open to the Holy Spirit to be made instruments of the salvation of souls. Whether it be in their class or on their retreat or in their interview, they were reminded that, that the Holy Spirit didn't come down on the apostles just to improve their lives or just to give them consolation or just to give them fascinating, amazing spiritual gifts. As soon as they were clothed with power from on high by the Holy Spirit, they immediately began to, to preach with their gift of tongues. And, and the miracle, the power of the Holy Spirit wasn't just operative in the mouths of the apostles, but obviously also operative in the ears of those who were hearing them. These extraordinary spiritual gifts that God bestows upon his church through us individually are meant to sanctify the world and save souls. And so we're meant not just to receive uh, sacraments and spiritual benefits just so that we survive or just so that we get by but so that we continue to bear fruit, and we will continue to bear fruit because the Lord is faithful to his promises. There's one particular way that I think it's worth taking stock at the beginning of a new year on the first Sunday of Advent of what have we received spiritually, how do we receive it, what do we do with it, and how do we turn this into something that's a benefit to others. It's a very specific matter. I write about it in even greater detail in the bulletin in my column. And that has to do with receiving Holy Communion. 
Again, we can turn bad news into good news and the bad news into good news, but I have to tell you that on several occasions in the last few months, good, faithful parishioners have brought to our attention, um, having found the Blessed Sacrament in places where we never hoped to find the Blessed Sacrament. Um, recently on the floor, half consumed, uh, but not completely consumed on the floor of the church. Or a month ago when I was going from the school to the rectory, um, a good soul had found the Blessed Sacrament on the sidewalk, outside, on the ground, and was, and was hovering over it, protecting it from, from the wind until someone could come. And not just until a priest could come and consume our Lord and purify the spot, but also to make amends. And so that's why there's an extra hour of adoration this evening after Vespers, to make amends. But making amends doesn't just simply mean um, giving our Lord more of our heart. Uh, Making amends also means making changes um, or being more vigilant about what we ought to have been doing already. So Father Melmore and I are asking you to take an extra half second or a second or two seconds and make sure that when you receive the Blessed Sacrament, At communion, you consume our Lord right then and there, even though many generations were taught to take a step to the side or to take several steps to the side really isn't helpful at all to anybody. You're not in anybody's way. There is no rush. Um, When you receive our Lord, consume our Lord right then and there because it's our solemn duty not just to make sure that we carefully give you Jesus, we need to make sure that you, that you actually receive him. So you may have noticed sometimes that we're giving you a Holy Communion, but we're obviously looking at something else out of the corner of our eye. Because when we see that we've given our Lord to someone and they've grasped him and they're taking him for a walk, uh, we need to make sure that he gets home. That he gets to the right place. And I know it's not just our hearts that jump out of our chests. It happens to you as well. And so it's a beautiful, encouraging and edifying thing when good parishioners pay attention and let us know um, that something needs our, uh, our action. So we just please beg you, um, take the extra moment or moments to just consume our Lord right then and there. And um, if, we, if we have to... Um, Um, say something, or if we have to ask you not to do what you're doing, please don't be offended, um, because our Lord really does deserve our full and complete uh, loving reverence and adoration. He's the Lord who came in such a humble disguise at Christmas. He makes himself vulnerable. He allows himself to be cold. He allows himself to be hungry. He allows himself to be handled by us. He allows himself to be neglected and even rejected by us. And so the Lord doesn't force our hand. It's, it's, that, it's then that much more um, amazing and beautiful when the Lord is recognized and loved and received. And when in, in an individual or in a family, the Lord is, the Lord is welcome and, and the Lord bears fruit. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul, O my God. To you I have trusted. Let me not be put to shame. 
nor let my enemies exult over me. Let none who hope in you be put to shame. We ask the Lord to give us generous hearts to be joyful, to be of service to others materially and spiritually, to renew our faith in him, to renew our faith in the apostles and the church, to renew our commitment to his mission and the salvation of souls, and to be grateful that we're able to do so. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.